You're tuned to the Risky Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hutting. And I'm your co-host, Michelle Raymond. You can celebrate another day of living. It's a good news business talk show talking about the exponential world, hosting fabulous guests from all sorts of industries and business, talking about trends, shifts, changes, and how you can not only survive but thrive in this exponential world and just celebrate another day of living and of love. Tune in for some inspiration, some exponential leadership, and some interesting thought-provoking conversations. Standing in line to see the show tonight And there's a light on, heavy glow By the way, I tried to say I'd be there Waiting for Danny the girl is singing songs to me Beneath the marquee, overload sound. Red Hot Chili Peppers, by the way. With me in the studio, Michelle Raymond, my co-host. Mish, how are you? Hi, okay, and you? I'm really good, thank good you. Good to be here again. Always good to be here. Yeah. Radio's a wonderful place. It is. Yeah. We're going to have good chats. And particularly being able to play good music in the midst of it. Special guest this evening in the form of Neil Golding, a serial entrepreneur, and man with many lessons to share with us. Neil, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, gosh, so I know that you have right now one of your interests, many interests, is, is you have a coffee shop um, and then other things which we'll delve into. But tell us about the coffee shop. Yeah, so uh, I own a coffee shop called DC Coffee. We're based in Pine Slopes and Fourways. 
And uh, the coffee shop's been running now for just over five years. We started uh, on River Sands Farm in 2017 mm-hmm. and then moved across to Four Ways in early 2018. And how did you fare during COVID? So I was saying to Mish just before the before the chat that, you know, COVID for us was really a time to see if customer loyalty was really a thing for us. We focus a lot on on loving and serving our local community and building um, and building loyalty. And during COVID, when a lot of places were were shutting down, where a lot of places were um, putting the brakes on, it really felt like our community came alongside us and supported us. And if ever there was a time to show that loyalty was something we had done right, I think COVID was the time for that. So yeah, we we super thankful. That's wonderful. So I loved your terminology, loving and caring for the community. So that's a that's a lovely principle and a great, uh, great positioning. And um, what does loving your community mean? So for us, we're, we're all about, you know, if I had to kind of put it into a phrase, we're about brewing kindness. And uh, we use coffee as a means to connect with people. And it's really our, our enabler, our social currency to build a lo- relationship with our local community, to focus on the needs of what that community might be and to find ways to mobilize people resources around fixing those problems. So even in lockdown, you know, we, we were looking beyond our own means and saying frontline workers at a certain stage a year ago were really struggling with just the ongoing pressure of being in a hospital, seeing people dying every day. And we said, as, as a small business, what can we do to show these workers that they're not alone and there's a community behind them? And we came up with a concept called uh, Hero Jar. So it was basically a, um, a glass jar filled with about 12 different items in there. And each item just spoke about, um, you know, a plaster to remember to kind of uh, stick together as a team and we put in um, you know a coffee there to keep them kind of caffeinated and uh, certain notes of encouragement to tell them that they're not alone in this and there was something very special about it. It wasn't so much about what was sitting in the jar, but more about the message behind that. And uh, we just put it out and said, you know, we're going to try get 10 or 20 or, or 30 of these jars out. And we landed up distributing 1,310 in one month. Wow. And our community came alongside and said, we want to partner with you and support. And we really feel like, you know, that was just one small thing to say, people are struggling. What can we do just to bring awareness to it? And then how do we mobilize people to be part of that solution with us? That's wonderful. Well done. Thank you. Very well done. That's awesome. Mish. It's amazing seeing a business. You know, you, you think it's just a coffee shop. You think a business is just serving coffee. But there's so much more to it. And we we were chatting earlier. So I've been to the coffee shop, obviously. It's down so the road pray for me. tell, what's wrong with just serving coffee? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Nothing, however. It's a wonderful thing to just serve coffee. <laughs> it's just nice to be surprised. Oh, so no. as you walk in, there's this wall just before the, the front door. And it is just the most heartwarming thing you've ever seen. And there's little notes that people have posted or written rather and stuck on the wall for someone who's just having a bad day and there's a free cup of coffee and a piece of cheesecake. Or someone who needs a bit of a poke. And I mean, how many are there? I think... When I was there, they were I mean, like 50? I mean, yeah, it, it kind of ranges from 50 to 100 vouchers at a time. And often if you look at the wall, you think the vouchers stay up there. But if you take time to read them, as quick as they leave, they fill up again. It's amazing. It's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yes, it's sure. So uh, you didn't just suddenly arrive at, at this state of being and this state of mind and philosophy. What were the learnings on the way as an entrepreneur that that sort of channeled you to to have that type of ethos? So thinking back, I mean, pretty much from being in, in primary school, I started a business. And at that stage, I was starting a business out of a need, I guess, to earn money, as a lot of us do. And I've always just been entrepreneurial, so I will find a problem and and very quickly find certain ways of solving that problem. But for me, it was more a case of of the the thrill and the excitement of uh, solving that problem together with the money that I was making that would drive me forward to keep doing what I was doing and always looking for the next challenge. And I did that for for several years. And, uh, you know, I moved from everything from eventing to 
technology. We built a travel startup in 2013 with 800,000 users globally that were using it to fundraise money towards travel. And all of these things were great, but they weren't really fulfilling me in terms of giving me purpose and what I was doing. And I often went back to what Simon Sinek was saying is like, what is the why behind why we're doing it? And if I had to evaluate what the why was, it was very often um, me driven. It was about finding fulfillment myself in it, not about, you know, adding value to other people's lives through it. So I went through quite a substantial um, process of learning uh, through, like I was saying, far too many ventures, I think, than I should have. But we learned a lot in that. Yeah. Uh, but that took me up to 2016, and, and it was really out of my hands where my daughter, my, my first child, was born in 2016. And uh, really, long story short, she was very ill for the first year from pretty much the February to the February in 2017. She was diagnosed with uh, severe allergies. And uh, in that year, she was in and out of hospital every 10 days to 14 days. And she would spend a good two, three weeks in hospital trying to diagnose. And it took us literally 10 months seeing 17 doctors in four cities to diagnose what her allergies were. And at that stage, we were very far behind in terms of growth curve and development and everything else. And in that year, because I was struggling so much emotionally with having to be there, I had to, we had to sell all of our assets, get rid of our house, our cars, move back in with my folks, which is quite a humbling thing. And um, we I, I pretty much in a year, we, we burned through everything that we had accumulated. So at the end of that year, we went through a house break-in. We had a hijacking in Stellenbosch coming back from seeing a, a doctor down there. And I just really shut down at the end of that year. So my chemicals in my brain were just getting depleted every single day and I didn't realize it. And I landed up having a severe panic attack at the end of 2016. I was rushed to hospital thinking I was having a heart attack because all the symptoms, as we know, are fairly similar. Yeah. And then I was diagnosed with severe depression and anxiety and put onto a string of medication and a plan. But that then led me in 2017 to early 2017 to say that the only thing that is not working in me to be able to function is my brain. The only thing I used up until that point to make money and to build businesses was my brain. And at that stage, I had to really just look inwardly and say, you know, what is sitting with inside of me that I've all the lessons I've learned? What is the passion I have? And what can I throw myself at? And my wife and I stumbled across a little garage in River Sands Farm early 2017. There was a tiny coffee shop in the corner in a garage. Um, and we just felt, you know, I'd also spend time kind of in my faith and my journey uh, with God, just saying like, what do you want me to do? And I just felt it was a, t a season to put everything else, my own ambitions aside to really love and serve people. And I just jumped in and said, I want to volunteer and I want to learn how to make coffee. And in two weeks, I made the worst cup of coffees possible. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where it took me to. What a wonderful story. I mean, isn't it amazing how out of pain can birth beauty and greatness, you know? Exactly. And, um, it comes down to our choices, you know, how we choose to respond to, to what we go through, and uh, that that couldn't have been easy. That must have been hardcore because you had so many things impacting you on different levels, from a finance and career, from a family and home, from a physical and health, mental and educational, social and cultural. Yeah, all of those perspectives were being impacted, and and most of them, sort of in a in a harsh way. You know, not in a not in a gentle kind, giving back way to you. You know, <laughs> yeah. Almost life's not fair. You know, yeah. And um, but you tune to risky business. Life is a risk, and the biggest risk that we ever take is not taking risks. And we have to learn to step out in faith and just make sure that we move in the right direction with the right intentions. Up next, we've got Silver Sun Pickups, with a song called Lazy Eye. I'm Brian Hutting, your host. With me, Michelle Raymond, and our special guest today, Neil Golding.
beautiful sound there of Silver Sun pickups. Track called Lazy Eye. I'm your host, Brian Hiding. And up next in our double play, a rather well-known gentleman in the form of a Robert Plant. The front man, of course, for the band Led Zeppelin. And a lot of solo work over the time and performed with a number of people. Anyway, here we've got a song called New World by Robert Plant. sound there Robert Plant track called New World Risky Business the show Heart of Business Soul of Rock and Roll and I'm your host Brian Hutting with me in the studio Michelle Raymond my co-host as always and our guest Neil Golding and we talking very evidently about some of the real deep issues of life and motivation and inspiration and vision and why we do what we do and how we find our way through this labyrinth of life and um, it's such exciting times that we live in and life is always uh, like a box of chocolates wasn't it Forrest Gump said you know you don't know what you get till you open it sometimes the chocolates are moldy (laughs) we get what (laughs) we get they've been letting them lie around for a long time that's the thing that's why you gotta embrace the moment and eat them all eat the chocolates yeah don't save it for a special occasion <laughs> it sounds just like me. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. But um, it's so interesting when you look at the profile of of most entrepreneurs. They don't set out just to make money. They set out to do something special and to add value and to mm-hmm. make a difference in the world. And um, I, I often say, you never know who's in the room. You don't know who it is that you've impacted. You don't know whose life you've touched in such a way that they go on to touch so many more lives than you ever did simply because of that moment that you, you spent with them or that gesture that you made to them or that um, generosity that you displayed. And yeah. 
And if we look at this tapestry of life that we weave, you know, if you look at it from the back, it looks all messy and it's got all these strings that are discordant. And yet when you turn it around, you see this great beauty. And perhaps that's something that we should learn to do through reflection is to be able to step back and step up and, and look at how the tapestry is going you know, and where we want to make new additions and changes. And, um, but yeah, so it's uh, it, it's been now five years, five, six years that you've been running your coffee shop. Yeah, so since 2017, we started on the farm and then we moved across to Four Ways in 2018. And are you in the main center or? No, so we're in a center just behind Pine Slope Shopping Center. So it's uh, a bit of a strip mall. And uh, we are a coffee shop within a multi-purpose venue that I that I run. So it's it's really a community center that we've tried to create in the heart of Foy's. And is that is that community center sort of pro bono, or is there is there a commercial element to it, or how does that work? Yeah, so there's a commercial element. So we lease out uh, quite a bit of the property there to uh, multi multiple tenants. So we've got things like dance taking place in the building, uh, modeling schools, there's a drama school, uh, drum lessons. So it's really a, a myriad of different kind of recreational classes. Wonderful. Yeah. And how do you get to be known out there other than word of mouth? So I'd say for us, it, it pretty much is – it's been almost, I wouldn't say almost exclusively word of mouth. So for us, you know, focusing on building deep relationships with people and being excellent in what we do and really leading by example has been the the reason that people come back and bring friends and tell people to come. And then secondly, you know, I try to focus on being very hands-on in the communication and the marketing that we do. So I've, I've really focused on trying to build a slightly unique narrative on social media. And that's really my voice uh, to speak about, you know, what we're about and, and shifting the narrative from not being consumed by what's happening around us, but really focusing on the positive aspects and, and the hope and the kindness and all those stories and using social media as a way in which to, to share that. That's wonderful. And uh, I, I so uh, echo those sentiments and it's so much a part of what we do and what we stand for. So it really resonates with me. question to you is, this is something that just can't be a good idea. You know, I want to be kind and I think it's a good idea to be nice <laughs> to people and it's a good idea to, it is a good idea. It's a great yeah. idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> but, you know, is that intrinsically what lives inside of you? And I think quite honestly for those people where it doesn't, it wouldn't last very long. Exactly. So, you know, kindness is not something we do. Kindness is who we are. And it, it really, you know, from from myself and my wife who lead the business to our staff that work with us, everyone has this deep desire inside of them to make a difference in someone's day and to love them and, and, and show kindness. So it really stems from who we are as individuals as opposed to what we do. And I think if other businesses tried to replicate, you know, what you're speaking about earlier, the, the pending coffee war, for us, you know, giving away free coffee sounds like a, a great way of getting people in. But for us, it's been, you know, we lead by example of giving away a stack of free coffee on a regular basis. And every Friday, we, we create something called Free Coffee Friday, which we started two years ago during lockdown, and dedicating Fridays to certain groups of people. So whether it be musicians or startup businesses, or people in the travel industry that maybe lost their job, we dedicate that day to give away free coffee to anyone that comes in and wants to redeem. And uh, companies can try to replicate that. You know, a lot of people said another business should try to do a free coffee wall. By all means, do it. But if you get to the point of feeling the pain of it and, you know, very quickly start looking at the margins, you'll realize it's probably not the best commercial decision to make. But for us, because we are driven by the purpose of making a difference, it's something we keep doing. And it really is, is the heartbeat of who we are as individuals. And it comes back to you in ways you don't expect. Yes. You know, I've often said that you, you sometimes sow seed in fields you don't reap a crop, and other times you reap a crop from fields you didn't sow seed into. You know, and it's Correct. how how it goes around that whole thing of the wheel. And yes. What goes around comes around. You know, and but um, that's never the intention, though. The intention is just to to do what you do and wake up every day and and do that. And and I think. The moment you have that thought in your head going, mm, what's going to come my way? You've lost the authenticity of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, if you give in order to receive, yeah. you don't receive. Yeah. Not in the fullness of it. 
you might get a return. You know, there might be that transaction. arranged <laughs> transaction yes. and trade-off, but you don't get that very important, no. deeply internal and, and sort of metaphysical and metaphorical and whatever returns that uh, you get if you just give unconditionally. Yeah. Then you, whether or not you receive anything tangible or intangible, you do receive the the specialness of having given mm. to somebody, particularly if they don't know just how much value you really gave them. Yes. You know, it's, it's like yes. The, that over time it evolves for them and emerges, you know. it's uh, You do what you do and then just by being you, you make a difference. Yeah. And you'll be amazed at how those people that you've really touched their lives, it, it's it's permanent, you know. They, they'll look back and remember it not just years, but decades down the line of where somebody made that gesture and somebody made that step to enrich them and on whatever day, whatever moment, it was super special and it it was life-changing for them. Somebody else it might not have been, but for them because of where they were in that moment at that point in time, that's what happens. Our guest this evening is Neil Golding and we're talking about the the joys and and, uh, beauty of Giving unconditionally. It's a special place to be. Got a band called Big Brother and the Holding Company, of course, with none other than Janis Joplin up front, and a song called Flower in the Sun. Wonderfully unique and distinctive sound of Janis Joplin and her band Big Brother and the Holding Company. A track called Flower in the Sun here on Risky Business. I'm your host, Brian Hutting, and Michelle Raymond, my co-host, with you up until 7 o'clock, as always, on a Wednesday evening. And in the studio with us, Neil Golding. Up next, beautiful track by the band Live, Run to the Water. Oh, does it speak to my heart? Oh, woman of the earth Maker of children who weep for love Maker of this birth 
To your deepest secrets unknown to me I will not be moved I will not be moved Don't try to find the answer When there ain't no question here Brother, let your heart be wounded And give no mercy to your It's as crazy as it's ever been Love's a stranger all around In the moment we lost our minds here And lay our spirit down Today we lived a thousand years All we have is now Run to the water And find me there Burn to the cold but not broken Cut through the madness sound there of Mr. Kowalski on, on vocals. I think he frontmanned on, on this particular track. Run to the Water, the band live here on Risky Business. I'm your host, Brian Hutting, with me, Michelle Raymond, and our guest, Neil Golding. And uh, Run to the Water, it's a beautiful track. One of your favorites. Yeah, live. I think, you know, when I was kind of in my first band, that, you know, live was the band we went to to uh, kind of recreate. Oh, really? Yeah. It was Ed Kowalski, wasn't it? The, the, the front man. Yes. I'm going to say yes. It was definitely Kowalski. Definitely Kowalski. I think it was an Ed. He was an <laughs> Ed of his time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, no, that was very bad. That was so <laughs> Shouldn't bad. Shouldn't be allowed. Shouldn't be allowed. Is it Ed? It's definitely Ed. Definitely Ed. Uh, we'll, we'll settle on that. We'll settle on that. Okay, wonderful. Moving on. <laughs> so what's next for you? I mean, this is sounding fantastic. Are you gonna? Uh, is this something you think you could ever franchise? I mean, could you could you build a, an incredible chain that that espouses and lives out and exemplifies those amazing values and and heart heartbeats that you have? So, what you were saying earlier, you know, is for us the big deciding factor, I guess, finding the right people that get the vision of what we're doing and buy into what we're doing and have the same hearts um, and kind of alignment with what we do. So for us, the dream was always to create a center of excellence, if I can call it that, to work out how we do it, how it all kind of comes together 
And it's taken us a good five and a bit years to work out, I think, what we have and how it can all work together and how this can be the glue to a society. And, you know, in a very small way, we're doing it. But our dream has always been to take that and multiply it into other parts of the city and the country and even beyond there. So, you know, our dream, our dream is big. And uh, we don't know yet where where the next location will be, but we're always on the hunt for the right people. And uh, we take people in and we have a myriad of people spending time with us. So we're DNAing and hopefully in time we will find the right people that we feel can work with us to take this model and replicate somewhere else. I was just thinking dynamically as you were talking. Uh, so we've been in the space of specialist and strategic talent acquisition for a very, very long time. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how long it is. It's very long. <laughs> very <time>. long. <laughs> and and I'm very proud to say I've been exceptionally good at it. And what's been central to our success was was that whole issue of who the person really is, much more than what they can do. Correct. So when you're hiring for a certain portfolio, the person must clearly have the competencies and the requisite skills to do the job. And you check for that. Yeah. But that's not the reason why you hire them, and it's not the reason why they'll be successful. Um, and so, so often, you know, when it starts off with, well, here's this job and, you know, here's the CV and let's match the spec up to the, to the skill sets that, um, you, you lose so much rather than a discussion, a much deeper discussion and philosophical discussion around, well, where are you at and where are you going and, Correct. and what do you want for your life? And that's normally where our conversations start, mm. even though we've been mandated and, and even retained to find uh, to 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 complete the assignment of the appointment, we don't mention jobs until we're well into the process because, yeah. you know, the moment you start talking about portfolio and role and title mm -hmm. and all the rest of it, then the person slips into interview mode and, and you don't get to see or hear their heart. Yeah. And it's about the heartbeat that's really important. So I'm just trying to think of what, instead of, you know, Imagine marketing for or advertising for in whatever way, we want these people to come and take on this portfolio, this franchise, this whatever it is. You don't do that. You, you find another way to reach out to the world out there and those people who share that philosophy, who share that lifestyle, that heartbeat, um, that belief system um, would be drawn to that reach out and that way they've qualified themselves, teaching them the skills of how to make coffee and how yeah. to, to keep finances and how to do all that stuff is something you can easily teach. Mm. Um, teaching people to be real people is um, a very different movie. Yeah. So, I mean, I always look at the three C's, character, chemistry, and competence. And uh, the competence, like you're saying, on a CV looks great, but you can only check someone's character by working with them and getting to spend time with them. And, and then the chemistry between yourself and them and them and the team. So we have an open door policy. If people want to come and, um, and you know, we, Ricardo Semler said it really well, and I followed Ricardo's journey for a long time. And he said, you know, if you want to come work with us, uh, come date first before we get married and before we uh, propose to you, let's hang out a bit and come spend time with my team and ask them the questions. And so we have an open door policy. We invite a lot of people in, whether they be interns or volunteers or people in business that just want to come and get an inside look. We don't, it's kind of the messy side of, of who we are, but come and be part of us. And we've, and we've had tons of people come in and leave um, because we found either them to be the wrong fit or they found out like this is not really what I signed up for. But in that, we've honestly found some hidden gems um, that have flourished in the last year. And these are people that have bigger dreams for themselves and they're just using our environment to work out themselves and their life and their purpose. And, you know, that for us is always a joy, seeing someone coming in, not knowing anything. And for us, it's not about the coffee. Like you're saying, we can teach them to be great with customers and how to tell stories. But as we rub shoulders with them and do life together, so we start to be like, well, I really want to invest in this guy or this girl, or work with them and, and see where it goes to. So for us, we're always on the look, look out to say, come just journey with us and be part of this. Some of our greatest hires for ourselves were waitrons. You know, it was like, yeah. hey, I like that. <laughs> Can I offer you a job? You know? <laughs> and um, I once had a situation with a logistics company that was uh, delivering stuff for me in, down in St. Francis. And they five days later and hadn't arrived. And I was like super grumpy and I was on the <laughs> beach. And I grabbed my phone and I said to my life partner, business partner, Z, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna like give them a go and I got online and within fifteen seconds this girl just handled me like properly, like zoop. Completely diffused the situation. And I said, Sorry, can I have your name and, and, and da 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 and I put down the phone, I said to Z, I'm hiring her. <laughs> and I did, and she was a fantastic success. So yeah, here we are, you know, the wonders of life and just those spontaneous moments of of recognizing greatness and seeing the light. And if we could take everything that you said, Neil, and everything you said, Brian, and put that into a business, this is how a business is structured, I think we could change the world. Absolutely. Here we are. It would be stellar, actually. It would be very stellar. <laughs> it would be stellar. Super stellar. And so, in light of that, here's Incubus with the track Stellar. I'm your host, Brian Harding, Michelle Ramelin with me, and Neil Golding, our special guest this evening. Meet me in outer space We could spend a night Watch the earth Incubus track called Stella sounds a bit like live actually as we're coming out there I think we just love live <laughs> we do love live we love life and we love live so it goes hand in hand you tune a risky business I guess this evening Neil Golding and he's talking about amazing choices and not just choices importantly acting upon actions upon those choices that he's made and he's he and his wife have made and how it's impacted their lives and impacted the lives of many others. As you look to invest into people, it's amazing what returns you get. So going back to we talking about the, the expansion and growth of, of, uh, of what you're doing, uh, in, in what other ways could that morph? So you, you want to create the center of excellence. You want to get people out there over time, hopefully, to open up 
you know, all over, not just in South Africa. It would be wonderful to do a Nando's or <laughs> whatever, yeah. you know, to take it out there. Why not, you know, if it's something that, that just uh, enriches lives, it should, by rights, be hugely successful and should multiply. People need it. Hope is such a critical commodity and not just a commodity, special resource in these times. True. Um, what's next? What else is going to be part of that? How's it going to morph? So, you know, at the essence of, of the business, it's, it was always a case of how do we use coffee to connect with people? And so we've, we've, I guess, indirectly where we find ourselves become the go-to place where someone has a need. So we had this in the incredible family a couple of weeks back. They, their autistic son sleeps with them uh, in their bed. He's 11 years old. And the family were looking for a king-size mattress because the, the mattress they were using was about 10 years old. Spring's coming through. It was really a rough story. And uh, that was just a need that was put in front of us through one of the family friends. And uh, we, we just spoke up about it, said, like, you know, this is not right. And us as a, as a small business are going to do our part to make a difference. And in 24 hours between us and our customers, so basically our community, we raised 27,500 rand. And these are people saying we really buy into purpose behind making a difference in people's lives. So for us, the coffee shop is really just the base. It's a distribution center from which to show, to give hope, to uh, demonstrate love, to bring local business together, to partner with local organizations, to actually become the glue in that society. So for us, you know, the coffee shop is just really the base uh, from where to operate. But for us, we, we really want to make a difference around environmental issues, fighting against, you know, poverty and injustice in the areas. We're working with the SAPS around crime prevention. So, yeah, the, co the coffee shop, I guess, is, is, the, is the byproduct. We happen to sell coffee, yes, but we become almost a command center, I'd like to say, in, in a positive way in our area that just really profiles needs and helps solve them. Wonderful. I want to know if you're truly inclusive. Do you serve red cappuccinos? Yeah, we serve the best, <laughs> the best red cappuccinos. And yes, we have alternative milks if that's going to be your next question. Absolutely. That's great. So very <laughs> inclusive. This is good. <laughs> and how is your daughter doing? So my daughter, you know, I think when she got to 24, 20 to 24 months, she, she grew out of most of her allergies. So she's wow, doing really well. Great. My son was born two and a half years ago, and he was born with a similar allergy to cow's milk. So oh. it kind of it followed in the same way. But, you know, we were very quick to identify it, knew what we were dealing with. So they're doing well. They're very much a part of the business. So if you, if you arrive at That's our so store, cool. you, you often will see yeah. them in and out. My, my daughter had her own iced tea stand in December, and she's learning how to sell iced tea and portion X amount of ice blocks like McDonald's would do to make sure it's not four, it has to be three, Dad. And uh, all of her friends came in to support her, so they're very much, it's very much a family ethos in terms of what we do. That's wonderful. Yeah. Sure. You're going to have more kids? No. As far as we can control, definitely not, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'll ask Mr. Sun. Hell no. <laughs> I'm done. That's uh, I love them, but yeah, no. 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 Yeah, it's amazing. Sure. Yeah, it's uh, it it we live in times where so much has been turned on its head, and 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 for many people, what they've known for so long has gone. Some people, we you know, we might not understand it, who live entirely alone, and where work for them was their social scenario yeah, for the good. most part yeah. you know that was where they got meaning that's where they went and hung out that's what they did mm. and then all of a sudden they had to work from home alone for one month two months three months oh gosh six months oh gosh 12 months 18 24 months yeah and so in these times to have facilities like you have and to reach out in the way that you do could mean a lot to many people Exactly that. So, you know, we've coming from a place of anxiety and depression. I've realized, you know, a lot of people, Mish and I were chatting earlier, are struggling with social anxiety. So we just really position ourselves as a home away from home. You know, if you're coming in alone, if you don't have friends, if you're going through a tough patch, feel like there is one place that kind of can hold it all together and come be yourself. And that's really what we've tried to create. That's wonderful. That's really, really wonderful. Sure. And if you've got a single power message to put out to people out there who are thinking about wanting to do something more entrepreneurial and more particularly to be putting back into the world and what have you, what would you say to them? So I think the message for me is whatever it is that you want to do, just stay committed to that path. And so often it's not going to make sense. And so many people are going to talk you down out of it. And 
question your your reason for doing it but if you believe in it and it's a thing that gets your heart going like it's the thing you need to commit to every day and you may not see the results immediately and you may not see them in the medium term but just commit to it because in that you'll find purpose and you will make a difference wonderful i want to thank you neil so much for coming on air it's been a real breath of fresh air and it's been a delight meeting you and thanks for having me i certainly will want to continue our our relationship and journey and conversation i think there's lots to talk about Thank you so and, much for uh, having me. It would be lovely to be, find a way to help contribute to what you do and uh, help it grow and be successful. And uh, wish you all the best. Thanks for coming on air. Thank you very much. That's Neil Golding, the uh, founder. What is the name of your coffee shop? <laughs> That'll probably help. Come on. <laughs> it's uh, DC Coffee Company. DC Coffee Company. Don't forget it, guys. Go there. Support it. Make it great. Mish, any parting shots? Just be you. Be the best of you. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And this is The Best of You by the amazing band fronted by David Grohl, band called The Foo Fighters, who tragically lost their drummer, Taylor. And what can I say? Uh, R.I.P. Taylor and uh, go to the, the big uh, drum set in the sky. And uh, we've lost so many great, great artists. But here you go. It's me signing off saying, if you're not with the ones you love, love the ones you're with and take time to show and tell the ones you love just how much you do. Take some time to care for yourself, love yourself, and have a great week.
You're tuned to the Risky Business Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hutting. And I'm your co-host, Michelle Raymond. You can celebrate another day of living. It's a good news business talk show talking about the exponential world, hosting fabulous guests from all sorts of industries and business, talking about trends, shifts, changes, and how you can not only survive but thrive in this exponential world and just celebrate another day of living and of love. Tune in for some inspiration, some exponential leadership, and some interesting thought-provoking conversations. 